0: At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. All right, so we're back now, and this uh, feature of the show is called uh, Meet the Professional. And uh, we've invited Lucilla Boyson, who is the head of SA Fashion Week. She joins us now on the line. A very good afternoon to you, Lucilla. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, good afternoon, Pamela, and thank you very much for inviting me. Listen, like you've just had a wonderful two weeks was it two weeks i'm not sure if it was two weeks of pop-up stores in in johannesburg and this is pivotal to how fashion week extends itself beyond the the ramp days isn't it yes
1: absolutely we give the we create um, retail opportunities for the designers so that they can make money so that they can carry on with their businesses extend and build their businesses
0: You know, this is an important part. I want you to expand on that because uh, beyond the beautiful days where we see beautiful models and and beautiful frocks and people coming out and air kissing and all of those big lights and stuff is a business that needs to be managed. And oftentimes, talent doesn't equal a successful business. I want us to take us through through that and how Fashion Week has been integral in growing some of those fashion designers. Yes,
1: well, Um, If you want to build the creative fashion design industry in a country, which means if we can get the country to be designer-led and not manufacturing-led, you have to um, get the designers to be entrepreneurs. They have to be able to design and to sell their clothes and to be entrepreneurs at the same time. And that is really what um, we are trying to do at Fashion Week. And so the designers show and then... It is very difficult for them to find the opportunity to go into a shopping center and to do that market research and to sell and to build their database and to just say to people, what do you think of my fabrication? What do you think of my style? You know, they, have very, they live in very small sort of groups and it's very difficult for them to tap into the consumer so they don't always know what the consumer needs. so So it's very very important for them to connect in a shopping center and that's why we take it to a shopping center because we all want them to have stores one day in shopping centers
0: you you do a lot more than that though i mean you you have a, a corner of your business where you do help them with understanding what the retailers are looking for if you're going to be partnering with a big retailer how to price your product how to to manage the quality of your product and and all of those things Yes, we've always done that because that is another weakness, and you know it is part of the the,
1: the uh, secrets of of trading, and um, and it's it's part of the thing that designers or departmental stores don't always part with. So the designers don't um, necessarily know when they've finished college or even when they're 10 years in business how to do pricing properly, so that they can be competitive and that it's they stay constant. So you can't charge. For um, so one dress uh, sort of two thousand grand the one day and the next day the similar dress you charge three thousand or eight hundred for so in order to do business, you have to um, be able to sell the same product for the same price and and that is a secret that formula that they that they base their, the the, the um, the price on, the final retail and the wholesale price on, is all based on a formula, and the designers never had that. So we have, uh, of course, just put that out there. So we've taught them to do that. We've also taught them how to deal with consumers, how to because remember, they are one-on-one, so they have got clients. They speak to one lady and this person comes in and they say, do you want, I would like a dress, a cocktail dress or a, something, I'm going to a function or I just want a dress. And then they make dresses, clothes based on that. So we had to change the mindset so that they could make clothes um, in, in uh, bigger units and actually sell to, to stores. <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm still stuck on why that is not something that becomes part of the curriculum in colleges. I, I mean, I don't understand why it doesn't have it doesn't happen. This is where you come in. But Lucilla, you know, coming up with a successful brand, there are a lot of elements that go into this, and you've been able to spot one or two. What makes a successful brand? Well, I think it is a combination of things. I
1: think it is um, that want to be a business person. Um, the knowledge that you have, the understanding that you need to have an education, the same education as what an architect, um, for instance, would have. You need to understand, not be um, emotional about your brand. You need to sort of remove yourself from it. You need to understand your consumer. You've got to understand that you have to make clothes that your consumer wants with your design, Talent behind this um, so not going completely away from what you want to do, but you have to understand who is that le- girl that buy or that man that buys my clothes and, and how can I supply them with clothes that they can go? Wake up in the morning. Go to gym. Go to um, um, morning tea. Afternoon lunch. Uh, cocktail party and an evening and an evening um, do. Or how can I give them something that they can wear to the business, to their business, um, to their work? How can I give them something to wear to church? How can I how can I fill their world with my brand? And if you understand that, and you understand that it doesn't take. Um, four or five years to build a business and you understand that you've got to take some of your money that you make and pump it back into your business, pump it back into marketing, back into sales, back into what you're building, like we've done with Fashion Week, then you will make a success. And there is nothing to stop you because all we have to do is look around us and see how many people are wearing clothes. Now, okay. Pamela, you tell me how many people are wearing
0: clothes today
1: around you, or do you see some naked bodies? <laughs> <products? laughs>
0: we'll answer that after the break. Lucilla Boysons is my guest. Uh, she is the head of SA Fashion Week. Dates way back, and uh, this is something that I'm willing to open the calls for. If you want to speak to Lucilla Boyson, this is your time. We'll do that just after the break.
1: Mutine on SAFM.
0: I'm in conversation with Lucilla Boyson, SA Fashion Week's head and she's been at this for a while and has created major opportunities for designers in this country for a long time. I want to open the lines on 0891-104-207. You may want to have a word with Lucilla, she's really experienced in the field. Lucilla, welcome back and I want to ask you about the difficult times that the industry is facing at the moment. You know, I, I look at how difficult the economy um, is at the moment, how everybody is battling. And, and unfortunately, fashion is one of those. This is one of the first things to go as, a, as, a, as a, it becomes a luxury. And people are very tempted to go back to um, the kind of items that are, I don't know, fast, fast fashion. And you said earlier that this country needs to, to move towards a designer-led fashion industry. It's going to be tough. How do they keep on doing what they need to be doing? How do they survive in these tough economic times? yes, You're very really right.
1: It is tough times, but we've gone through tougher times. So um, what, what helps a designer or what assists a designer is the fact that their clients or consumers follow them. They, they follow their brand, and the brand is not linked to um, the manufacturing prices. So if you, for instance, think you want to buy Etebe Magugu, mm-hmm. you are going, if you follow him and you understand his talent and you know that if you buy Etebe now, he is going to be, he's already um, famous. So one day, he is going to be even more famous. You are buying something because of him. Mm-hmm. And so he, he can, Charge more than what um, the departmental stores can charge. Because the buy, if you buy from a designer, you buy, it's an emotional buy. You don't just buy because you look at a garment and think, oh wow, that is fantastic. You actually buy because you want to buy that brand. You want to support the brand. You want to associate yourself with the brand. You've probably You've probably taken your brand, which is your name and, and what you stand for amongst your people, and you want to associate that with a brand of the designer. So it makes it easier if, if we have more designers because we will create more jobs and we will uh, uh, create more wealth because the, the, the people that buy from the designers um, are not price bound. They, they, they buy because they want to buy something that is special. The same breath, it is more sustainable for you to buy from a designer because the garment that you buy from a designer will last far longer than the garment that you buy from the departmental store that is called fast fashion that's only in for this season. So, you know, we really have to change our mindset when it comes to sustainability and every person can do that by buying something that they can wear for more than one season. You know, I have clothes in my wardrobe that I've had since I was 23 years old. And I can still wear it. And that is the secret of buying something that is worth more and can last longer and can make you feel longer,
0: better for longer. I I wonder how much we actually... I don't want to say the word drum, but how much people get that? Because I have a feeling that until people understand this food chain and how it trickles back to us ultimately, you getting a job wherever you are sitting there. If more of us are craftspeople, if more of us are skilled enough, in whatever little way, whether it is stitching. And these are skills that were traditionally skills that we have anyway in this country, so we can utilize those. Abundance of it,
1: may I tell you, Pamela, Abundance. We have abundance. Other countries don't have even a tenth of what we have. Not a tenth of the talent, the
0: enormous craft talent um, that we have. South Africa. It pains me a little bit. Maybe you can assist us in this, Lucila, and making, help us connect the dots because government talks and this particular summit where we are now, people are saying, how are we going to get women, particularly women in rural areas who are not getting the jobs, who don't have a tertiary education back into jobs? Those are the people who we need to employ. But those women are sitting with maybe an embroidery skill, which is sought after if you were living in Europe. But somehow we don't, we don't know how to formalize that. How are we going to get that right? Okay, we have to connect
1: all the dots. So if you build the so I'm going to give you an example. We have got a designer that is from Limpopo. Mm-hmm. And this designer wants to be in Limpopo. Mm-hmm. And this designer in Limpopo, although this designer comes to Fashion Week and shows at Fashion Week, this designer goes back to the Limpopo and and has a little business in Limpopo and employs people in Limpopo and can do the same as what the designers do in Johannesburg. And that is the strength. Our strength is in our diversity and and our talent that fits within design. And design, I'm also talking craft because it's also design. So if we can build the designers, because they come from all over. The designers that we have got students, we deal with with students, colleges. We've got 32 colleges in South Africa, and they are from all over, and the fashion designers come from all over. All we have to do is build the designers so that they can go to their place from where they've come from and, and do their business where they come from, which is what they would want if... If there's an opportunity for them. Who wants to leave your family and go and stay in a place where you can never see your grandmother and your aunt again? I can't even think about that. So, so all we have to do is understand. We have to build the top so that it can
0: trickle down to the bottom. And then we have job creation. Then we've got wealth creation having said that so us as the consumers i mean we all have to play our part as the media to popularize those people and so on so the food chain goes i'm still trying to understand how come when government for instance talks about creating these jobs we then don't equip these designers or crafts people with the necessary skills to elevate that skill so that that skill can also be acquired by a european designer Yes. Okay, so it is very it is very difficult for a European
1: designer to tap into Africa and I've mm-hmm. seen it I've seen it in in all my years because mm-hmm. we are very far away mm-hmm. from places. We are very far we don't think we're so far from Europe but the Europeans think they're very far away from us. Mm-hmm. They they not they don't think uh, if I say to somebody come to South Africa they say oh what is it sixteen hours from yes. America and twelve hours ten hours from Europe it's too far for the for them yes. but but we look at them we can build our designers here and 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 we can I can tell you that the designers in South Africa can become multimillionaires if they just do what they do because I take you back to tell me how many people are sitting with clothes mm. ne- around you mm. nobody goes without clothes so for me it's not it's not a uh, uh, you don't have to be sort of like a brain surgeon to, to understand that all we have to do is take our money and put it behind the designers, build them, do seminars, get them into... We did that Fashion Fusion project. I don't know yes. if you know about yes. the Fashion Fusion project. Yeah. So that ran for four years. And the first year I did it, there were only mature women that were doing the craft. By the time it was the second year... All the young people can because all of a sudden they saw that they've got this talent and that they could make money from it. And you don't necessarily need to have, like, a huge education. You don't have to have a degree or a diploma, a university degree or a college diploma. You can just do it, and and you can earn money. And unfortunately, we had to stop it. Over the four years or five years that I did it, I worked with over a 1,000 crafters. So if we could just... Get that somebody in the government to understand that and to say, okay, let's roll out a five year plan, an eight year plan and a ten year plan and then let's run with it and start building our fashion centers in all the smaller, big, the big small towns, the, big, the small five towns. Do you know what I mean? We have the big yes. five towns and let's build it in the small um, five towns and, and, and build the fashion because they all have dressmakers. So you know, I said, to, uh, "Oh, where, I was at a TV um, recording the other day, and this girl wore this beautiful um, dress, I think it was on Heritage Day, and I said to her, where did you get your dress from? thinking she's going to tell me one of the designers and she said to me my dressmaker made it Mm. so you know they all go to dressmakers but there's no outlet there's no store Mm. there's no there's no the next level upskilling that dressmaker to become the next level that could eventually run a small store that is beautiful
0: you know so so basically for for those who don't know fashion fusion was just a project that you ran where you were connecting the craftsmen to designers Yeah, absolutely. And we worked in all the provinces, all nine provinces. I want you to tell us, unfortunately, what is it that didn't – why did it not work? Why is it that it had to close shop? Well, it worked very, very, very well, but
1: uh, the funding stopped. So so the government funded it for, I think it was four years, and then they stopped. And the moment we we went into stores, that we could take the designer clothes Mm -hmm. into stores – the the funding stopped and we couldn't do it. And nothing we could do could actually convince. Not the fact that we've worked with a thousand crafters, not all the mails that the crafters sent, or that anything we could do could could could
0: help could help it move forward. H- uh, help us understand, Lucilla. The funding was to facilitate what exactly? To facilitate the process. So the funding went
1: a five hundred. Um, There was uh, just to give you an idea, five hundred thousand rand per province that ran for six months. So it was a very, it was a very um, economic um, um, sort of um, process. So what we did is we went, we I, with my team, went to, uh, let's say, Polokwane. Mm -hmm. Um, We would work with um, the department there, and they would bring all the crafters Mm -hmm. um, for us to see. We would then choose um, the crafters um, Mm -hmm. according to their skills and what we could apply. The designer could apply easily, easily. Mm -hmm. And we then, so that was the first trip And then the second trip, we went and we took the designer and an assistant with, and they sat with different groups. And for a week, um, we did this, um, we actually did the the work. Mm. Um, um, And then we went back a second time and a third time to check and to check the quality. And then the designer came and it was done and it was shown at Fashion Week. So it it was a six-month period and the cost uh, linked to that was 500,000 rand per per um province which 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 includes everything the accommodation the travel the mm. everything so you know you can see for yourself it was not like a, a million rand per province. Do you know what I mean? Or two million rand I, per I'm province. I'm actually
0: astounded. I thought it would be, you'd be giving me massive numbers. And and I uh, think this is uh, where it gets difficult to understand. We've got the answers at our fingertips. Uh, uh, we just keep letting ourselves down. And that's why uh, I was asking you to articulate what was it that made it, you know, sort of close shop. Because this was, for me, a genius idea where we are starting to see our potential. And we, yeah. we are honing in on who we are essentially and making it viable but when we do that suddenly we take 10 steps back and then a couple of steps back I means mm. 10 steps it forward is, and a couple is, of it, steps back yeah
1: you know and it's really something that we do over and over again we do exactly what you say over and over again and instead of, of identifying good sort of like things that that we that you can see work Mm. That you can you can absolutely see it. I mean, because our idea was that the de- to do exactly what happens in Europe, yeah. so that a designer can now let's for instance say um, somebody like um, somebody like um, Palesa from Palesa, yeah. Mancho could yeah. now work with with crafters where she comes from. Yeah. So we've also we've also divided the the designers into where they originally come from, mm-hmm. so that when they when they land there, they, there's a complete they can identify immediately with a craft that is done that, that is there, and they could use that craft into their, into their designs, which worked like a bomb. You cannot believe it, you know. And it was it was like, for me, it was a spiritual experience because mm-hmm. I would come and I would sit in these. These women and the designers would sing and they would chat and they would, there was no difference between the craft person and the designer. They were all, it was just an incredible experience. And we had men and women, so it was not, and we did jewelry, we did shoes, we did embroidery, crocheting, you name it, beading, you name it. Um, And, and yeah, it was just an incredibly, so, so a designer could, for instance, be in Johannesburg, and they could use crafters in, let me say, Rustenburg. Mm. But the crafters don't come here. Yes, the, the fabric gets taken there. Yeah. They they do the embroidery or the what, and it gets here. So you actually build in all the different um, yeah. cities in all the different towns. Yeah. Lysala,
0: it's lovely talking to you. I'm hoping somebody's listening. I really am. I'm hoping somebody's listening because we are sitting with the solutions. We keep saying we don't have the solutions. We are sitting with the solutions, and I'm hoping somebody somewhere is listening. And you are an inspiration. I really thank you for the time you've given us oh, this afternoon.
1: Thank you, Pamela. It's such a privilege speaking to you. Thank you very much.
0: Lysala Boyson, head of SA Fashion Week.